Welcome to ZBS and 3D Sound. I'm Fulton, and that guy over there is Fritz. He's my silent partner. Today we'll be playing the third and final part, the thrilling conclusion of that international award-winning detective opera, The Maltese Goddess. Why do we cry when our loved ones die? We should rejoice, not be selfishly sad. Why do we cry, for in our sadness we may keep them on the because we sorrow for our lives Because we sorrow for our lives Death is not the end Death is like a dream Death is dying on this world And waking on another By the way, two years after we won the Pre-Italia Special Prize with the Goddess, I was invited to be a judge at the Pre-Italia. So I spent a week in Naples, all expenses paid, and I got to see the Isle of Capri. Very nice, but touristy. Anyway, as I recall, there were seven judges in total. There was someone from Ireland, Czech Republic, Austria, Bulgaria, Japan, and a couple other European countries. We were listening to radio dramas submitted from all over the world, 23 countries, and of course, they were produced in their native languages. So we were given scripts that had been translated into English and into French. We'd listen and follow along best we could, figuring out where they were in the script so we'd know what the heck was going on. And I must say, those darn Germans, they have the best productions. Their engineering is immaculate, enough to make anyone drool. Even Fritz, who, of course, is German. But luckily, he doesn't have a mouth. You don't want a microphone with drools. I was told by the fellow from Vienna, Austria, that he was one of the judges when the Maltese Goddess was submitted. And it was the last drama to be heard, you know, Z for ZBS. But when the awards were announced, a producer from the BBC who wasn't on the panel, but who hated the fact that ZBS had beat out the BBC, of all things. And he accused the panel that after days of listening to radio dramas, they were bored to death and decided, let's just give it to ZBS and let's get the hell out of here. And that was so cruel and so unfair to say. It could have hurt my feelings. <laughs> but it didn't. And so, without further ado... Let's do it. Part three of The Maltese Goddess. When Ida visited Madame LaRue's voodoo shop, a black sedan pulled up outside. Ida heard the voice of Nick, her dead father suddenly warning her. A moment later, there was a burst of gunfire spraying the shop just as they dove for cover. Later, the wealthy Cortland Van Retchen III sang to Ida that life is like a movie. It's all made up of shadows and light. 
Ida wasn't convinced. While Cortland was in her office, Ida received a strange phone call from a man called Shoes. He said if she'd like to find the statue of the Maltese goddess to meet him down at the harbor. When Ida met with Shoes, he told her it was the mobster Fingers who had hired him to bring the statue into the country. But Shoes decided to double-cross Fingers and give Cortland a fake, then sell the real statue to the highest bidder. Shoes also claimed that he gave Ida's father, Nick, the statue for safekeeping, but now Nick is dead and the statue is missing. We begin Act 3 with Nick's voice on the dictaphone. And now, the final act of The Maltese Goddess, she opens her eyes. One day we'll know what the Mayans said. One day we'll decode their language, feel the skin of their thoughts, hear the voices of their gods. I wouldn't doubt if you listened closely, you could hear their stones speak. The dreaming god dreams of the goddess within. In the belly of the dreaming god, the goddess slumbers, dreaming of... Who is it? Who? Oh, come in. Was that your father's voice I heard? Yeah, his dictaphone. Ah, it was strange hearing him again. Come in, just uh, step over the piles. Oh, mon dieu, what happened? Somebody was browsing. Have a seat. Oh, thank you. I came here because I have something to tell you about a man. Who? His name is Shoes. Oh, I met him. You met Shoes? Last night. Where is he? Right now, I don't know. Does he have the statuette? Nope. Well, what did he tell you? He said he sold your replica of the goddess to the fop and was going to sell you the real one. <laughs> he didn't tell you we paid him $2,000. The fop says he offered ten grand. Do you believe him? I don't know. Why is this goddess so important? Please, can we go somewhere else to talk? Sure. I have a car. Good, I could use some air. Tell me, who are the sisters? We are healers. Healers, huh? How's the statue fit into this? She is the symbol of our belief. She is the focal point through which we are able to heal. You have a church or a temple or something? Yes. Where? I'll take you there. So you gave shoes the fake, and what did you get in return? A plaster Buddha? Yes. A plaster Buddha. When you cracked it open, there was nothing inside, and shoes walked off with you two grand? Yes. You know, you talk about Nick as though you knew him. I did know him. I wish I could have seen him again. Ah, he spoke about you often. Yeah, well, we weren't exactly close. Where is it? In one of these houses? It's below the street. In a cellar? Yes, in the earth. 
what you do here is heal people? Yes. You gotta admit, this isn't like any hospital I've ever seen. Our ways are very ancient. This an altar? Yes. It was here that we placed the statuette of the goddess. The replica? Yes, the replica. And now the far passage. I'm afraid so. Why are the candles on the floor set out in the shape of a woman? Well, the person to be healed is placed in the center, facing the altar. What's over there in the cage? A serpent. Oh, yeah, it looks lethal. It can be, but not if the ceremony is conducted properly. That's part of the healing? Only in certain cases. Somebody would have to be pretty desperate. There are those that linger after death until their past can be healed. And then what? Then they move on. Why do we cry when our dear ones die? Why do we cry when our loved ones leave us? Why do we cry when they leave us to learn in the highest school of life? Because we sorrow for our loss. Because we sorrow for our loss. Death is not the end. Death is like a dream. Death is dying on this world and waking on another. Why do we cry when our loved ones die? We should rejoice, not be selfish. Sad. Why do we cry? For in our sadness, we may keep them on the earth because we sorrow for our loss, because we sorrow for our loss. Death is not the end. Why do we cry when good men die and move on to a higher state? Why do we cry when vain men die and get another chance in another place? Death is not the end. Death is like a dream. 
Death is dying on this world and waking on another. Yeah, yeah. What? What's... Shoes! I, I should have. You're bleeding! I should have drawn it. Who did this? Drawn it in the harbor. Who drilled you? speak to McNulty. Tell him it's Ida, Nick's kid. Tell him I got a stiff down here. What's this filth doing on the floor? He's playing dead. What's it look like, McNulty? I'll ask once more. What's this piece of garbage doing here? Guess he was a friend of Nick's. It figures. Hey! Scum. Don't kick a dead man. Why, is it gonna hurt him? You're gonna be dead one day. You want someone climbing into your casket to give you a good swift kick? Don't get smart with me, girly. Let me see Nick's 38. Sure. Hasn't been fired. Did this scum say who did it? Shoes, look at him. He's filled with so many holes he looks like a sieve. He was alive when he waltzed in here, right? I opened the door and he fell on the floor. Why did the slug come crawling in here to croak? How would I know? You trying to be another Nick? Listen, McNulty... You don't have a license to be a dick. Not in this town. McNulty... I'm warning you, any more stiffs and you'll be spending your holidays in the slammer. I'm not Nick, okay? Then why is this scum here? Like you said, Nick knew all kinds. Gangsters, hookers, pimps, cops. You better keep your nose clean. Got a hanky? Yeah. Here. Here, thanks. Yeah. So, watch your step. And now, gangbusters! Fingers. Ida. Little Ida. Turn the damn radio off. Yeah, okay. Now, who is this? Little Ida. No, no bike tonight. No, what? What you ask? What? Who sprayed that voodoo shop with lead? I'm not calling about that. Why are you calling? Shoes walked in here about an hour ago. Who? Shoes. Who's shoes? Your old school chum. Is he there? No. He's in the morgue. What? Croaked. Shoes croaked? Lead poisoning. What do you mean? He must have taken four or five slugs. Thought you said he walked in. He shuffled. He said anything before he croaked? Yeah. He said I should have thrown it in the harbor. That's all? I asked him who did it to you. Did he say? He held up three fingers and keeled over. He held up three fingers? Yeah, three fingers. I got no not anymore.
how to do a good thing without the shoes or the fop or the fingers doing three bad things. I know where you'll find the Maltese goddess. Are you certain of that? Yes, I'm certain. Where is she? I have her. Splendid. Where are you? At the office. Oh, uh, and bring the replica. The re... Uh, what are you talking about? Look, I know you got a fake. Bring it. Why? Because we're going to make a little swap. your goddess. You found her? Yes, I found her. The venom passes, passes through her body. The venom is through her pores. There is no life, no life to attach to. As she watches, as she hovers over universal dream of God, you have to wake up into the original consciousness which has produced the dream. In the same way as you break your own dream when you wake up into ordinary waking consciousness. In order to break the cosmic dream, you must wake up into that consciousness which produced it. Cosmic consciousness. Or God. Hmm. Fascinating. Hearing a dead man speak. He wasn't dead then. Mr. Van Retten. Why is she here? Why is he here? You didn't tell me that she oh, would be- Oh, shut up, both of you. Where's the fake goddess? It's in my briefcase. Let's see it. Why do you want it? I told you. We're making a swap. We don't want the replica. Hey. Take what you can get, LaRue. But I thought we were- She tried to pawn off this obvious fake. Who did? Her, her sisters and their sleazy accomplice. Shoes? Shoes wasn't our accomplice. You gave him the fake so he'd sell come it to on, me. Come on, come on, simmer down, both of you. Yeah? I found out who riddled that shop full of holes. Who? A couple of punks from Chicago. Yeah, who hired them? 
What's his name? Cortland Van Retchen. The third? The Doid. <laughs> Thanks, Uncle. Don't mention it. Well, it looks like... Keep your hands up. Move away from the desk. Well, you've been going through a lot of lead lately, Court. Where is the real goddess? So you shot shoes full of holes. The shoes was a slimy, vulgar double-crosser. He tried to tell me, but he was coughing too much blood to spit out your name. So he held up three fingers. Give me the goddess! You were the one who hired the creeps to blast LaRue's shop. It was you? You and the shoes were planning to deceive me. He got his, and now you're going to get yours. Wait a minute. Shoot her, and you'll have to shoot me. And then no goddess. Where is the goddess? Give her to me this instant! Over here. Don't move! All right. You get it. I don't see it. Here. What is this? I thought you'd know. It's a cheap Mexican replica of an Aztec god. Hey, not bad. Where is the goddess? The goddess is inside the god. If you have been wasting my time... Oh, quit time, squawking! Just break it! It better be in here. Is it really in there? I hope so. Ah, yes, yes, my sweet, sweet goddess. How did you know it was there? Next tape. The dreaming god dreams of the goddess inside him. Ah, it's real. It's the Maltese goddess. Yeah, it's the real McCoy. <laughs> this event calls for celebration. Good, then put that gun away. No, no. First, a song. Oh, jeez. We shall sing about something very dear to us all. Oh, yeah? Money or sex? Death. Oh, dear. Death is the great culmination of life. In death, life seeks its rest. Says you. Death is the precursor to the greatest happiness, the exquisite freedom from all tortures of the flesh. I bet. Death frees you from all your bodily pain. Big Just as it banishes the aches and pains of your body. Death is a parole from the prison of your body. What does it matter what role we play? Whether sense or sins or parts of an illusion. With all the troubles, you will be free. Free in astral heaven. Say Sing, both of you sing. I don't like this song. You better do as he says. What does it matter what role we play? We're the saints or sinners. Our parts are by delusions. Now evil, evil. Serves the same purpose as the villain in a drama. Oh, tell us, Court. The villain's dastardly deeds awaken in us love for the hero, love for his virtuous way. What does it matter what role we 
they play where the saints or sinners are parts of our delusions. But evil, evil, evil and its power awaken in us Awakening us love for God and goodness What does it matter what role we play Where the saints or sinners are parts of our delusions Saints or sinners are parts of our delusions But if you play the part of the villain If I play the part of the villain If you play the part of the villain, you will receive the victim's punishment. What does it matter what role we play? Whether saints or sinners are parts of our delusions. Saints or sinners are parts of our delusions. If you play the part of the saint If I play the part of the saint If I play the part of the saint You will awaken from the cosmic dream And enjoy the wonders with the dreamer With the dreamer for all eternity For all song. Get out. You're going to have plenty of time to sing. It's Sing Sing. You will never take me alive. Drop it, Van Rechen. Never. Take this. <laughs> ah, ah, you, you shot me. Ah. Here, take the statue. But why? What take do you want? It. Put it in your bag. I don't want to die. It's just a flesh wound. Help me. Come on, oh. get to your feet. Oh, oh. Oh, I can't stand the pain! I think you'll find the lead in his gun will match the lead they fished out of shoes. Oh, it hurts! What damn nuisance! Drag him out, boys! Oh, no! No! My statuette! Oh, my goodness! Took you long enough, McNulty. I got your call, and I got here. Thank you, McNulty. Well... Someone appreciates me. Goodbye, McNulty. No, no, no. Not so fast, girlies. What's this about a statue? A statue? Is that it on the desk? Oh, that statue. Hand it over. Hey, Nick was looking for that. It belongs to us. It's evidence. Take it. What's it supposed to be? The Maltese goddess. This is a goddess? Yes. Ugly thing. It's a fake. All this crap for a fake? I want both of you down at the station first thing in the morning. And your stories better stick. Sure, Lieutenant. You gave him the replica? Yeah, and you got the real one. Now let's take care of what's left. Are you certain you are ready for this? Well, I cleared Nick's case. Now I gotta clear my own. Like you said. I have to let Nick go, so... You will remember this. In fact, you will relive it all. Only 
it will be different. You know, at the end of the film, when they turn on the lights? Yes. What do you see? What? You see a blank screen. The role of Ida was played by Ida Fiella. Her father, Nick, by Bill Raymond. Police Lieutenant McNulty, John McDonough. Fingers Finocchio, by Robert J. Cortland Van Retchen III, Tom Bogdan. Rose LaRue, Yolan Vavon. Shoes, Seth Shapiro. The narrator is Shelley Duboff. Executive producer is Thomas Manuel Lopez. Assistant producer, Elizabeth Woodbury. Story by Tom and Marcia Dale Lopez. Script by Meatball Fulton. Music by Tim Clark. Engineers, Fulton and Clark. Lyrics for Ida's songs by Marcia Dale Lopez. Lyrics for all other songs by Fulton and Clark with a tip of the hat to Parmahansa Yogananda. Production for The Maltese Goddess was made possible by a major grant from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting and by ZBS. The Maltese Goddess is produced by ZBS Foundation, which is solely responsible for its content. This is a ZBS production. Next week, another mystery, a bit on the horrific side. Carl Edward Wagner's sticks. It's a good one. This has been Fulton and Fritz, and you'll find us at cbs.org.